This is Arkies in the Beltway, a look at national politics and the Arkansans influencing the discussions. I'm Alex Thomas, Washington correspondent for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, reporting from the nation's capital. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Arkies in the Beltway. For the week of February 25th, 2024, the halls of Congress, devoid of its typical hum of lawmakers, congressional aides, and reporters last week, both the Senate and House of Representatives taking the week off for the President's Day holiday. Arkansas's congressional delegates heading back home for events regarding issues facing the natural state. Some things worth noting. Senator John Bozeman and Representative French Hill joining Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders for a roundtable discussion in Little Rock concerning maternal health in Arkansas. Bozeman and Sanders later joined Representative Bruce Westerman and various other leaders in East Camden to break ground on a new R2S manufacturing facility. That site will produce missiles for the Iron Dome defense system in Israel and weapons for the Marine Corps and American allies. When Congress resumes business this week in Washington, the first priority will be finding a way to fund the government. Lawmakers face two deadlines to pass some sort of spending plan. Some agencies will see their funding run out on March 1st, while others will run out on March 8th if Congress fails to act. One issue Representative Steve Womack wants Congress to address promptly, the United States agreements with three Pacific Island nations. Congress has yet to approve the final terms of new compacts with the Marshall Islands, Micronesia, and Palau, which allow the United States to maintain a military presence in these nations. Womack of Rogers and Hawaii Representative Ed Case leading a bipartisan letter to Speaker Mike Johnson, asking for the House to consider the matter in the next available legislative vehicle. Representative French Hill of Little Rock among the more than 40 signees. The letter emphasizing the importance of the United States military presence in the Pacific, especially with China's potential to assert its influence on the region. The issue is important to Womack and Case's respective districts. As part of the compacts, residents of the three nations can reside in the United States as lawful non-immigrants. More than 94,000 citizens of these freely associated states live in the U.S. Arkansas and Hawaii have the largest populations of Marshallese. Most of the nearly 8,300 people living in the natural state reside in northwest Arkansas. Michelle Pedro serves as the Policy Director and Communications Specialist for the Arkansas Coalition of Marshallese. She says action is long overdue, especially because a new agreement with the Marshall Islands was supposed to be approved last September. Just like any partnership, we want to feel supported and feel like that their promise to our our, our people still stands and... Um, we can still take them at their word. The Womack case block calling for the House to consider legislation already approved by the House Natural Resources Committee. That measure would set new 20-year compacts. The Marshall Islands would receive $2.3 billion over the next two decades in the forms of grant assistance and trust fund contributions. Some senators unsuccessfully tried to insert new compacts in the Senate's international aid package. Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono speaking on the Senate floor back on February 8th. Failure for the U.S. would present China with a golden opportunity to bring the Kofa nations close to their sphere of influence, significantly undermining our credibility and ability to operate in this region. Representative Bruce Westerman has a role in the work of the House Natural Resources Committee. The Hot Springs Congressman serves as the committee's chairman. Womack facing pressure to support the Senate's international aid package. The group Republicans for Ukraine launching a six-figure campaign to pressure Womack and nine other House Republicans to support a discharge petition that would put the Senate bill before the full House. 
Speaker Johnson has not shared urgency in considering the $95.3 billion measure, opting instead to attack the Senate for its inaction on addressing security at the U.S.-Mexico border. A discharge petition allows members to bring legislation before the full House without leadership support. Republicans for Ukraine selected Womack and others, believing they would be most likely to back that petition. The Senate proposal sets aside more than $60 billion for Ukraine as that nation enters a third year of war against Russia. Representative Hill named to a bipartisan task force on artificial intelligence. Hill and 23 House colleagues picked for the group the task force evenly split between Republicans and Democrats. AI has been a popular topic in Washington during the current Congress. The Little Rock congressman says AI has the potential to benefit consumers and businesses as models can analyze data and trends in ways beyond current human-driven work. But at the same time, artificial intelligence can be used for malfeasance, uh, like deep fakes that would cause a consumer to think they're being presented a major investment loan or credit or business transaction opportunity, and it turns out that it's a fraud. President Joe Biden signed an executive order last October with new standards related to AI safety and security. The Department of Commerce is seeking input on open-weight AI models. These existing systems are adaptable, making them more available to people and groups. Ben Buchanan serves as the White House's special advisor on AI. Open-weight models have a lot of potential for innovation. I think we saw a lot of that in 2023, which is great. Uh, They also raise some important questions around uh, whether the safeguards in them will endure or can be easily removed. As for the task force, Hill says legislators need to assess what congressional actions are necessary, whether that means legislation or the building blocks for regulations. Hundreds of Arkansans seeing their student loans forgiven fully or in part. The Biden administration wiping out $1.2 billion in debt for borrowers across the country. These borrowers enrolled in the SAVE plan, which allows people to make monthly payments based on their income and family size. According to the Department of Education, nearly 1,200 Arkansans are affected by this news, with $8.7 million in loans wiped away. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona stressing loan forgiveness means more than just numbers on a spreadsheet. This is going from policy to people, people whose lives are going to be changed. Nearly 153,000 borrowers across the United States affected by this announcement. And that'll do it for this edition of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of February 25th, 2024. You can stay up to date with all news involving Arkansas at ArkansasOnline.com. You can get in touch with me on social media. My handle is at Alex House Thomas. Special thanks to the team down in Little Rock. I'm Alex Thomas, and this has been Arkies in the Beltway. Thanks for listening.